Welcome to Wine, Spirits, and, and witches. witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we're your high priestess for this evening. How you doing, Monica? I'm doing a royal hang. How about you? How you doing? You know, when you, I've never heard that saying, but it sounds like dirty. <laughs> it's not dirty. It's it just a royal dirty. hang. It's just like I'm hanging royally. That's it. That's the way to put it. I like it. Well, <laughs> I'm doing great because it is way past the afternoon and uh, yeah. i'm still in my pajamas me too i am too <laughs> yes indeed if you if you saw me you are you would know that i'm in my pajamas too and oh. i got a fur coat on as well <laughs> right yeah if you guys listen real carefully like watch quiet for a sec i, I don't know if you guys can hear that it's very soft in the background i was hearing this weird noise while we were setting up and I'm like, what am I hearing? It almost sounds like a really like distant lawnmower or like this weird hum. And it's what because was it? right now it's, it's because my pug is on the, on the bed next to me while I'm recording and he's snoring and the microphone's picking it up. <laughs> I don't hear it. That's funny. That is funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, you might be hearing my little guy today. He's in a mood. So I'm going to try to squelch it, but we no guarantees. That's for sure. Well, yeah. speaking of hearing our pets. There's now a Wine Spirits and Witches drinking game for any of you guys that are at home that wanna participate. Uh, if you guys have more ideas for this drinking game, please email them to us, winespiritsandwitches at gmail.com. Uh, but right now we have a composed list and for each of these things, you will take a drink. And I'm just saying like a sip of your wine or beer because if you took a shot, you guys would be fucking plastered within the first like five minutes of the show. Right. So you take yes. a drink. If Shauna makes a sex innuendo. Okay. If one of our animals chimes in on the podcast so you can hear one of them. Uh, if Monica mentions Bigfoot. <laughs> if we mention the store, the green man store at all. If Shauna says my darling Ricky. Uh -huh. If Shauna mentions her hatred of the wind. Ah. Uh. Or if we argue over the correct pronunciation of athame. Well, our audience is going to be pretty high. That's all I got to say. Wasted. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> when I say take a drink, maybe you guys should just take a sip. But I think take a sip would be more beneficial, especially now in the afternoon. Who's I drinking in the afternoon? <laughs> well, I mean, by the time they listen to this, you never know. It could be evening. That's true. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. I cannot wait till we have live events uh, because we will 100% instill this drinking game at live events. Um, if you guys want to see us live, is that something that you would like? Send us an email with your location or maybe we, you, we can start a thread on our Facebook group because if there's an area that has enough listeners and stuff that we could try and pull something together, you know, I would definitely be willing to figure that do out. Do a meet and greet? Yeah. Meet and greet? Absolutely. I'd love to do a meet and greet. So send, us your email. send us your email, us your, uh, your location and stuff like that. Let, let us know. Right, right. Or to your love friends. To meet you. get, get, a, get a following going for us in your area and we will absolutely come with all of our shenanigans and, and do, do the damn thing. Absolutely. I agree. I'd love so to do that. drinking. 
believe it or not, I am drinking this really good water. It's like has electrolytes in it, and it's like um, oh, what, this, what does it have in it? Alkaline. It's an alkaline water, and it's you know what? It truly is tastes different, and it tastes like amazing. And I don't know if you could see this, but it's a pretty big bottle. Look, look where I am. I just really like this water. So if I can find this water, I would be drinking water more than less. So there you go. I would like to let everyone know, and Monica goes, if you can see this, when she has her camera pointed directly at her ceiling, and I never actually see her face while we're recording her. <laughs> I have no choice. I have two animals here that are on top of me. Uh, it's one of those days, my friend. It's one of those days. It's a Friday. Your animals yeah, it's Friday. Me. Thank God it's Friday. Well, yeah. I am drinking homemade strawberry lemonade. Yum. It is, it's really fucking sweet. I didn't use sugar. I used monk fruit, which is the sugar-free sweetener that is actually really good. Wow. And it's really sweet and it's really like, not sour, but you know, tangy, but I'm not used to having something this sweet, but I'm, I'm digging it. You like it? Yeah. I like my lemonade. Sweet, 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 my friend. Very sweet. I think this is pretty sweet. So I think, I think this would be Monica approved. Okay, uh, cool. It's the middle of the afternoon while we're recording this time around. So it's right, Lincoln, exactly. we all probably have shit to do after this. Absolutely. There you go. Yep. So today we're coming at you guys to talk about magical ethics. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, da, 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 da. Yeah. And I, there's I, so many ethics out there that you need to follow in order to be a good witch, don't you think? I think so. And I think you need to kind of like, before you kind of shut it down, because there's such this rise in this concept of you don't need ethics as a witch. And it's because you're supposed to be able to like make all of your own rules and march to the beat of your own drum. And while I find witchcraft very empowering and very unique, each, pra each practice like unique to the practitioner itself, there's still traditions that we should follow and respect. But there's also basic science with certain things that also like you can't get around, like cause and effect, different things that kind of come into play. So I'm not saying that you need to take everything that we're talking about to heart and be like, these are, you know, 100% the rules of magical ethics. These are the magical ethics as Monica and I believe understand and practice them and kind of what we're going to advise you guys to do. Right. At the end of the day, really the message is make good life choices. Right. Think about how you would like to be treated and treat others the same way. That's really important. Like, think about how would you like to be treated? Would you like to be treated in that negative vein all the time? You know, I'm sure everybody else around you does not either. So, you know, that's something to really think about for sure. Exactly. So when we talk about magical ethics, I mean, it really spans into a lot of things. And I think the first thing that we need to kind of dive into is the concept of black magic versus white magic. Right. Very often when you tell somebody that you're a witch that is not a magical practitioner, they'll ask you, are you a white witch? Or you'll hear someone say, oh, my grandmother is a white witch. Mm -hmm. Or are you a good witch or a bad witch? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But which which are you? Yes, right? <laughs> which which yes. is which? Which which is which? That's right. But the thing is, is that it's not really just about, oh, I'm, I'm a white witch or I, I practice black magic or I'm a gray witch. It's I'm a witch. Period. Right. You know, so a lot of witches don't actually look at that and say, like, I practice 
this kind of magic or I'm this type of witch. Like they don't really do that. I mean, if you do that and you, that's, you know, truly how you identify, then, you know, cool, do you. But you can just simply say that you're a witch. But for the purpose of this episode and for us to get our point across, let's break magic into three different categories. Okay. We're going to have black magic, white magic, and gray magic. Okay. Okay. So which one do you want to attack first? Oh, you know what? Let's get the easy one done. Let's talk about white magic. Okay. So white magic is uh, following the law of ethics, of course, and it harm none. And, And harm none meaning yourself, meaning other people's meaning the earth, meaning the animals, meaning the the plants. That's what that means in harm none, do what you will. So that's the kind of the read of white witchcraft, I would think, or Wiccan witchcraft. Yes, that's Um, one of the the lines in the Wicked read. So this is something that's very much like a Wiccan slogan. Yes, it is. And you know, some people and some witches out there will say, well, I'm not Wiccan, but I mean, you are a person number one and even if you weren't a witch what you want to do right in order to get the great com- karma back or or you you know it's something to think about in the mundane as well as being a witch but you know so as a person as a human being you should be thinking I want to do right by myself by people by the earth by everything don't you think absolutely absolutely right and, and, and part of that should be just because like you understand um, you under, you understand that what you do affects the world around you. And that's an important thing to remember. Yeah. So you, you reflect everything around you and you have to really think about that. And not only do you affect everything around you, everything around you affects you. So you're going to want to put your best foot forward. You're going to want to make good life choices. Cause I think we understand that our actions and our words are way more powerful than just what's in front of us. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I've been thinking about when they say words are powerful and I, I used to take that as yes, words are powerful. You can, you can build someone up with your words and you can totally destroy them with your words. But what I really think it means Shauna is that the universe actually reflects what we say, our actions, what we say, especially what we say out loud. So if you say you're miserable, guess what? It just simply reflects that notion and you're going to be miserable. So really watch your words, what you say out loud. And I always say, never say out loud what you don't want. Only say out loud what you want. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like words are powerful in that in that respect. I think our unconscious mind is just as powerful. And I think our unconscious mind is a really valuable and sometimes misunderstood tool within our own magical practice so going beyond just being mindful of your words i think you have to be mindful of your thoughts because your unconscious mind is always listening to you right exactly so and i mean it's hard to not have negative thoughts because we're going to we're human it's part of it and so what you kind of have to do is you have to catch yourself in those moments and either correct it and be like no this isn't right i'm being the drama queen Right. You really can't do that. And you're like, no, fuck this. Like, I want to be a drum queen. I want to have my temper tantrum and just get this out. Then just say that and preface this and be like, I know that even though this feels like it's going to go on forever, I know that it's just temporary because everything's temporary. And I I know I don't actually mean any of this, but I just need to get it out. So I'm just going to say whatever I need to say, but like, I don't mean any of it. And then just... Mm get it out like try and put that label on there so that it's just kind of put out there because even as you tell yourself that it starts to like lessen the intensity that you're feeling 
Mm-hmm. But do watch what you're thinking and saying and putting out there and doing, period. Because mm-hmm. it, it's all about cause and effect, right? What Absolutely. you what you sow is what you reap, period. So when it comes to the idea of white magic, it's about doing good for us, doing good for others, doing good for the world around us. But there mm-hmm. is one really big thing that we do need to be a little bit more mindful of when it comes to doing good for ourselves or for others and, and things like that is that we want to do all of this with permission. We want to have consent. Oh. Absolutely, because anything done without permission from another person is manipulative. Which means that it falls into the category of black magic. So now we're getting into black magic and we're understanding first and foremost that black magic comes in many forms, not just in curses, not just in wishing someone ill. Right, right. It's done um, with intent. And that's could be a big problem. But you know, to be honest with you, some people will disagree with us totally and they will say there's not a difference between any of the magics. There's not a black magic. There's not a white magic. Everything is like kind of gray or everything is kind of dark. That's what I mean, some- if you think about it, yeah. And I've had that conversation with people before. And I think some of it comes down to like, well, like, you know, if you do a job candle because you want to get that job, you might be helping yourself and you don't have bad intention, but maybe you're harming that other person that was applying for that job that really needed it. And so- yeah. You know, you can really go fucking crazy here trying to see like what's wrong and what's right. And I think you can freak yourself out to the point that you just are like, well, I can't do magic then without harming somebody, you know? Yeah. So what you need to kind of do is say, I will try and practice to keep my craft in line with, I will not harm anybody, consciously harm anyone or wish anyone ill. Right. You no, know, because right. there's only so much you can do, but as long as you're not consciously doing it. You know, but I mean, I, we have to remember it's without people's permission. So it's like, even if your buddy like is having a really hard time and you're like, Hey, let me do an, an uncrossing candle for you or a prayer candle. And they say, no, the answer is fucking no. Even if it's something that would bring a lot of good to their life. Right. You need their permission. And, you know, I find the most of this, this um, work is done in the love department, you know, because love is such a powerful, powerful emotion that when you love somebody or you want somebody so bad, sometimes you go to any extreme to get that. Don't you find that's the most um, asked for or talked about magic is love magic? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, you, can, you love makes people fucking insane, though. And so sometimes you'll even say, like, you know, but this is bad. And, you know, you have to be careful what you wish for because, you know, sometimes it turns out to be really negative. <coughs> and they'll go, I don't care. Yeah, they don't care. They don't care as long as they get what they want. But, you know, I, you've heard my story many times. I know a situation where someone did that work to get somebody in the love department because they want and they sure, in fact, did. But then into the relationship, a couple of weeks, they find out he's a, a drug user and an alcoholic and beater. So then what? So see, don't be very careful what you're doing and what you wish for. Yeah, you be very careful what you wish for because you may not know the whole concept, right? Thing, the whole situation, and then you might just get every ounce of it. Yes, yes, and you be, and then what do you do? Then what do you do at that point? Then you have to do work to reverse it, and it gets really sticky, you know. So why even bother going there? And beside that, in the love department, why would you want to be with someone who it's not reciprocated back to you? That's a very unbalanced relationship. I mean, that would not work for me. I don't know about you, but that would not work for me unless it's it's balanced and giving, give and take and give and take. 
and it, you know, and if it's just give, give, give that, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. And you, you know? shouldn't have to go and, and put a bunch of witchcraft on somebody all the time to kind of keep an illusion going. That's not how it right. should work, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of part of it, you know? So yeah, we have black magic in the sense of wishing people ill. We have bending their will or doing things against their, their permission against their, their, their will. And we have to yes. think about those things when we're doing stuff, even if we're coming from the best place in the world. But honestly, like, I feel like sometimes you still see people do this and they don't mean to be bad. Maybe they just don't want to tell somebody, you know, yeah, they, I mean, it's maybe yeah. want to wish somebody some protection and kind of add some extra juju, but don't want to say anything, tell them that they're doing it. Um, and I understand that. I know that it's coming from a good place. And as much as we should really strive to not do that, the other thing that I will say about it though, is that um, a lot of times I've seen this a lot of times when you do magic on someone, without their permission or against them or whatever it doesn't really stick yeah you don't think so i've yeah. i've seen it stick very much to be honest with you in a few cases and it's it's a mess it is I've a mess it, i've seen it go both ways i've seen it swing i've seen that pendulum swing both ways i have seen it stick i've seen it not stick um i've seen it do a lot and to be honest i feel like those people whose magic where it didn't take and it didn't stick those were the ones that got off lucky yeah, you're not kidding. They got off lucky because, uh, but you know, who's, who's going to be the most unlucky, the person who cast it, because it's going to come back to them. That's the way, that's the law of, of, of cause and effect and the law of return. And yeah, it's going to be like, really, is this what you want? Well, guess what you're going to get back. So nothing goes without a price. Let's face it. Nothing goes without a, a price. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so now that we've kind of talked about that, here's a question for you. What is gray magic? Yeah. What is gray magic? That is a sticky thing. Well, I mean, I feel like, you know, I always talk about this. I mean, I would never cause harm to anybody or anything, any body or the earth intentionally, but I, I've had this conversation with you before. If someone raped my daughter I would totally want justice to prevail on that so that's where I feel like the gray line would come in a little bit I'm not going to sit back and wish this person goodness and 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 send them on the way to go do it again I would want justice to be prevailed so that's like a very thin line between uh white and black I feel. Yeah, that's a really thin line between white and black magic where the gray area does exist. And some people still would consider the gray area to be uh, black magic. But yes. as much as I don't fuck with people, and I really don't, because honestly, like I believe in karma and bitches just aren't worth mine. But right. if you're causing harm to me or someone I love, I'm not above doing a return to sender. No, I'm so, not either. You know? Not yeah, and so my philosophy is don't start none, there won't be none. Right. Don't that's send it to begin with. Yeah. And that's what it is. I've never done anything like malevolent just because I don't like somebody or, you right. know, they have something I want or anything. Like I've never done that. And I've, I've seen people do that. And it's just, you know, that's their thought process. It's not mine. Like my brain and my heart just don't work that way. Right. But if I, 
and I've never done a return to sender directly at a specific person, but I have known like, okay, something's not right. I'm having way too much bad luck. Something's wrong. Like I know when there's some shit on me and I know to do it and you just do a general return to sender. You do a cleansing, a general return to sender and you forget about it. And there's been times where I've even been very suspicious and been like, I think I know who's doing this to me. So instead of me doing the return to sender, because I was afraid that it was accidentally going to be directed at this person, just because I felt confident about it. I went to someone else to do it. Someone that had no fucking clue what was going on. I'm like, just, I need this return to sender done. That way I made sure that I did what was within my power to make sure that it was unbiased and that it wasn't going to go to this person if it wasn't supposed to. Right. And that's the way that works. And what it is, it's simply a reflector seal, a reflector that sends back to whomever it's being, it's being sent from. So in other words, go back to where you came from because you shouldn't be here anyway and they shouldn't be sending it. So it's just a reflector and you don't need to be specific because it will take care of whoever's sending that, that crap out. So that's how that works. And it works very well. I think other things that other things that can count as um, gray magic would be like mirror spells. Well, um, any kind of justice spell kind of thing. Because it's yeah, like, but it, it, yeah, like how you said, like, yeah, anything where you're kind of wishing justice or maybe even just wishing that the truth comes to light, you know, right. you can try and spin that as much as you want and say that's not gray or black, but it's like if you know that the truth is ugly and you're trying to expose an ugly truth about somebody, that's still not the nicest thing in the world, no matter how much they deserve it. So right. that's that's something that does fall in line with gray magic, right? Right, exactly. So you just got to be careful that your intentions are good. And that you're just trying to, I mean, with the return to send, you're just trying to protect yourself. I mean, there's nothing wrong with protecting yourself, right? Exactly. Exactly. And that, that's kind of where it is. Again, don't start none. There won't be none. Right. Exactly. That's that's just my philosophy and my opinion on that. And that kind of brings me around to the topic of paying the coin. And when we talk about paying the coin, you kind of have three different things lumped in there that are the same but very different we have paying the coin we have the law of three and we have karma right well what paying the coin means is when you ask someone to do work for you you do their after they do the work you you transfer coin in other words you transfer that energy so that you no longer carry that energy it's now on them that's why you pay the coin okay so if you're asking someone else to do the work, you pay them for that work. They're released from that energy, basically. Does that make sense? Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. And it's something that's been, uh, and so this is something, if you are a magical practitioner and you um, do magic for like, even if it's just for your friends, or if you're doing it professionally, you want some kind of payment in return to release your karma from this. Right. So you have, you have to, so that it's on the person that pays for it, the person that requested. However, with that said, I don't think that that means that we can get Scott off, get off scot-free for anything. As long as someone pays us, if someone's coming to me and they're asking for something that I blatantly disagree with, and I think is harmful or negative, even if they did pay me, I still wouldn't do it because I still feel like that will come back to me because I know and I feel it. Like when you get that feeling that someone's asking you for something, you're like, this isn't right. And you just know it's not fucking right. That's your spirit and your spirit guides and everything. And you're going, don't fucking do it. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's the bottom line. Just don't do it. Let's save all of this <laughs> stress. Yeah. 
yeah so yeah. you gotta just really like listen listen to yourself listen to your spirit and see what what comes up that way you know um so when we talk about the law of three this again is something that seems to go more for for wicca yes absolutely is it like a legit wiccan term i don't i don't know is this something that's yeah yeah wiccan? it was created through the wicca thing yes absolutely so yeah it's something that uh back in the in, in the day of uh when it started back in the 50s, 50s i believe yeah yeah that's you know that was developed so it is a wiccan thing a lot of witches do not follow wicca they don't even believe in it but like i said if you're just a person in general what you want to be a good person and do the right thing so i mean I, I i think it should apply to everybody rich or not rich but that's my opinion so well the other thing about it is that the rule of three means whatever you do comes back to you times three good or bad if you put good out there three times the amount of good is going to come to you. If you're putting negativity out there, three times that amount of negativity comes back to you. And that's right. what the rule of three means. So again, it's that it's in a way it's science. What you do comes back to you. There is a cause and effect. And we know that cause and effect is real. And we've kind of adapted, adopted that here. And, but we've multiplied it by three. Right. Exactly. Um, and some people choose not to believe it. And they're like, I don't observe the law of three. I don't believe in it. That's not part of my practice. And right. that's fine. But it is something that is there. And it is in line with the concept of karma. That's another one. Like We hear that word all the time. I think everyone's really familiar with it. That again, whatever you do comes back to you. There is, a, there is an effect to everything that you do. There's a consequence. Right, right. There's an effect, period. Mm -hmm. So what you put out, like I said, what you sow is what you reap, you know? that's the way I live my life and I feel like it's a good way to live your life you know you want to be treated the way you, you want to be treated the good way so you want you want to treat people that same way so it gets back to you and returns to you well yeah and so but the things I mean karma initially came from a belief system that's what what's happening in our life in this life the things that are happening good and bad are actually a repercussion from our previous lifetime Mm -hmm. and I, I don't know I, how much I love that I don't know how much I agree with that yeah I think that that is a very unfair thing and, and I believe that the universe um has kind of been made and constructed in this way for us to learn our lessons from our actions but punishing punishing me in this lifetime for something I don't even remember doing in a previous teaches me nothing yeah <laughs> you know yeah just to learn lessons from that you know but yeah. i'm thinking of future karma i mean my mind goes to future karma what you're doing now you know you're going to get your karma back good bad or yeah but bad. still this i this original idea of karma though where it stems from would say even our future karma you're going to get that back in your next lifetime oh and I don't believe I don't agree with that. I agree. And this new idea of karma that's very commonly viewed now is, yeah, what I do right now could affect me tomorrow or the next day. Like at some point, it's going to come back to me. Right. But within this lifetime and within usually a very like reasonable amount of time, it's kind of like a boomerang. Yeah, I've seen it in my lifetime. And I mean, I've talked about it all of my life and never experienced it. But recently in the last 10 years, I'd say I've seen it twice and I lived it. So I know it works and I know it's real. So there you have it, <laughs> you know, yeah. to me it works and to me, I believe it's real. So that's my yeah. opinion. 
I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it in action. I've seen it happen with, you know, just our, our plain non-magical actions that we have in the mundane world. I've seen it work in reaction to magic. Yes. And that is really what's come to shape my own code of magical ethics, which is like, I don't curse people. I don't fuck with that. I really don't. And it's not because I'm this love and light, like perfect love, perfect trust person. No, it's because I might fucking like hate your ass and want to punch you in the face. But punching you in the face is going to feel a a lot more satisfying and B it's not going to incur the same kind of effects that doing a spell to punch you in the face would do, you know, I mean, like, I'm not encouraging anyone to go out there and like sock your, your enemy either, because like you, there's still legal repercussions to that. Like, don't do that. But yeah, yeah, (laughs) you might get punched back. You might get arrested. Like, don't do it. But, um, I just, I've seen, I've seen things happen from like some of my magical friends that just like don't give a fuck don't believe in the law of three like and they just do whatever the fuck they want and if they're even like remotely irked at you like they'll do fucked up shit magically you know i think we're talking about someone we both know and we see their life falling apart yeah it just yes exactly and i've seen it and it's just like their life nothing good ever happens to them nothing and like even when something good happens to them like a worse thing happens to like counterbalance it so it's not like they ever even enjoy the good stuff but it's because they do such nasty shit and i really believe that if they didn't do that that their life would just really lighten up and i've seen it not just with them but with other people like not to that extreme of a case but i've seen it and so it really has nothing i guess to do like with my own code of ethics of me wanting to be like this really really awesome person like yeah i want to be a good person but i also just don't want to have a fucked up life so i'm not going to contribute to that if i can help it exactly and and i think that's okay it may not be you know the most like admirable way to come about this code of ethics but i think when you when you're examining like you know the rules that you want to live your magic by i think you need to think about that too you need to think about what's in your best interest because at the end of the day all you got is you so make sure that you're being loyal to yourself that you're taking care of yourself and if you feel that you know you being in the gray area is the sweet spot or you know you don't care about the repercussions and you want to curse or you know, you don't want to fuck with people because you just really don't have time to be bothered with it back. Like whatever it is, who cares if you think it's for the right reason? If it's the reason that works for you, then you understand what's working for your spirit. And that's the most important part. Yeah, I agree. I think that's important. But there's also other ethics that we should consider in magic. For instance, something like when you're harvesting, uh, let's say wood for your wand or taking something from the earth, like an herb or a branch that you need to give back a thank you or an offering in, in return for that. And that's good ethical witch practice as well. Oh yeah. And one thing that I would say is I've, I've heard a lot of people say that when you're harvesting from a plant, that you should give them a piece of your hair or your blood Mm -hmm. as an offering. Mm -hmm. Um, I've heard that a lot. Generally, though, it works really well because honestly, I have really thin hair and it's very, very expensive to maintain. So I'm not about to rip all of it out all the time. Um, so I usually try and bring water with me and I'll uh-huh. water the plant as the thank you. Okay. Yeah. Or a, a good thing to do is to leave an offering of like food that, you know, the critters around would be, you know, 
getting like yeah you know, you know what i'm saying so yeah, yeah. i think it's like tobacco that you can leave like tobacco but if you're gonna do tobacco i don't mean like cigarette tobacco i mean like natural like good tobacco sometimes i i leave money i'll i'll just stick some coins in the earth in return that's what i'll do sometimes yeah sometimes i do my hair i think you know i don't have a lot of hair either but a little piece of hair doesn't hurt here and there yeah so yeah there are some there are things that you can do to show gratitude and that's another thing be grateful be grateful be grateful that you have you are who you are and that you have a roof over your head and all the things that are necessary to survive be grateful and that's a good bewitch ethic as well never forget to be grateful and always make sure that you're expressing that gratitude to your spirits and your deities as well absolutely and to other people too it doesn't it doesn't take too much to say thank you to someone absolutely. else you know and that's what's missing a lot in i feel in society period but yeah 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 i i agree and it's it's one thing that i've seen um within my own practice that you know i'll do a candle or something but a lot of time i'm asking my spirits for help you know or my deities or you know whoever and then this this spell comes true and i'm like holy shit look at you guys coming through thank you you right. know so because it's kind of cool when your spells work you know like it, it never gets old i still get excited when i see my magic working you know it's like it always fills me with this sense of awe and wonder that i think is is just really cool but i also make sure that i remember like i didn't just do this it wasn't just me i had help so thank your right. help yes leave a little offering to your deities as well you know or your spirit guide or whoever's helping you out and that could be in the form of flowers or sweets or anything that you want to fruit anything that you want to or something that's sacred to that certain deity mm -hmm, exactly so look look them up especially if you if you know you know who your patrons are if there's someone specific that you're working with what are their incenses or you know their colors things like that um exactly when, one deity that I started working with and uh, ladybugs are sacred to her. So I'm actually going to embroider her a ladybug. That's an oh, altar. Very nice. Mm -hmm. That's very nice. See, that's the right way to go. That's yeah. the right way to fly my witches out there. So heed those words. Yes. Exactly. Because I have seen the results of negative magic. There was a witch that I knew a very long time ago and she was beautiful. She was very lovely. And I um, and then I hadn't seen her for a while. And the next time I saw her, she looked like a hag. She lost all her teeth. I mean, she looked like a mess. And I was like, oh, hell, man. And of course, I found out that she was doing black magic. So there you go. There was her karma right there. Ooh, that was scary. That was a lesson to, to be had and seen for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen things like that. Um, not necessarily from doing black magic, but I guess just doing too much magic and not really like putting in like this effort like i think that it's important like if you're gonna be if you're gonna be a witch you have to understand you can't throw spells at everything because sometimes you gotta just do your shit like on your own and you know at least try like try and make it work on your own first right right absolutely absolutely but i see people just do so much and i see people do shit that like quite frankly they're not qualified to do and i feel like over the past couple years like from you know thinking about them two years ago to thinking about them now like 
I feel like they've aged 10, 20 years. And I really feel like it's, it's the toll that that magic's taken because it's power that they're throwing around that they shouldn't. Yeah. And there is a thing called overkill where you keep on doing the same work over and over and over and over again. That's a little unethical too. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. it becomes ineffective. Magic is almost like antibiotics. Like if you know that you found something that works for you, like don't take it constantly. Doctors don't leave us on antibiotics constantly to keep us healthy. We'd become immune and they stop working. Exactly. Yes. And magic exactly. is no so good. Anything you know? in excess, there's my, st- my statement again. Anything in excess is no good. When you do work, let it get out there and do its thing. Sometimes it's instantaneous. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it takes time. But if it doesn't happen, you got your answer, my friend. It wasn't meant to be. And run with that instead of like doing like, um, you know, a constant magic for the same thing over and over and over and over again, thinking that it's going to change. It wasn't the right time. It wasn't meant to be. Leave it be for a minute. Don't be like overdosing on it. Oh, I think that also just kind of comes in line with the idea that like, we don't always get what we want. Unfortunately, magic doesn't work in this way that it gives us every single thing that we want. You can do magic towards something. If you don't get it, like you weren't supposed to get it, that that magic said no, which doesn't yes. mean go and try and find a different piece of magic to make it say yes. Like that's not how this works. Because if that's how this shit worked, I would have done a spell to win the lottery and I would be on my own island somewhere and none of you guys would know who the fuck I am. Right, exactly. <laughs> but exactly. that also goes with just like, you also have to just like let magic like do its thing. Like it takes time. You can't do like, you know, a nine candles because you think it's gonna make it happen faster that's not how this stuff works right and as you know as well as i do sometimes it's instantaneous and sometimes it takes time magic works in the time it's supposed to work or it it gives you your answer which is no it's not the right time you're not getting it well also i think if you do too much magic around a situation i feel like it becomes insulting to your witchcraft it's almost like the spells that are in effect that are already working like you throw even more at it and they're like what i'm not enough fuck you right right so you got to be very you know think about it just use your brain think about it and and really think think it through before acting on anything because sometimes our emotions take over as you know and we want to act or we're mad or we're angry and we want retaliation and you really really just got to calm down take a breath and think it through before making any moves on anything just calm down because that's going to help you change your view eventually it's going to help you change your view so yeah exactly exactly so basically we've spent the last like 40 plus minutes telling you guys to make your life choices right exactly (laughs) and in your life in your witch life make the right choices choose wisely exactly exactly so thank you guys for tuning in for another Wine Spirits and Witches. Um, who's your shout out, Monica? You know what? I'm going to shout out to my friend Hovick because he helped me with my class for the last couple of weeks. And I wanted to say, hey, thank you for your time. I really appreciate you helping me with my classes for the last couple of weeks. So it's out to Hovick today. I like it. I like it. My shout out is to Maureen. Ah. Yeah. She's yes. been... She's been awesome. She she's someone that we've we've known for a while. She listens to the podcast, but we've become like in, um, increasingly closer more and more lately. And she is a badass lady. So what's yeah, up? Yeah, she is really cool. Yes, I agree. I totally agree with that one. Yes. Yeah. So all right, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will see you soon. And on that note, merry meet.
Mary part and, and Mary, Mary meet again. Meet again.